More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in. It is Friday. I hope all of you are having a fabulous early start to the weekend as you hang out with us wherever you may be across this great country. I am Clay Travis. He is Buck Sexton, and we have got a bevy of stories to dive into with you today. Uh, The WHO has declared that the COVID pandemic is officially over Democrats across the United States wailing in tandem over COVID being officially tossed on the curb. Justin Trudeau is concerned that his 15-year-old son is being exposed to too much misogyny online. Uh, there's a <laughs> there's a penis in the lawn where Prince Charles, uh, I guess King Charles now, will celebrate his coronation. How do you respond to a gigantic penis that is in the lawn of your celebratory uh, festival. We will discuss, have some fun with that. Media matters, ongoing battle over Tucker Carlson's uh, videos. Who is responsible? Fox says it isn't them. Uh, is this a huge game of, uh, of, of, of who did it? We'll discuss. Moderna's CEO made over $400 million off of your taxpayer dollars for his worthless, for the most part, COVID shot. Um, and the continued fallout over a Marine uh, who choked a uh, a man who'd been arrested 40 times on the New York City subway. We'll give you the latest on that. But this story is, I think, paramount right now. We have discussed the fact for years now on this program that Joe Biden isn't cognitively capable of being president of the United States. He just simply does not have the ability. Every single day, his dementia seems to ratchet up. He can barely walk up the stairs physically, mentally. This is a man who can't do the job. Politico had a story in the last week that said essentially the White House only will do events from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And he's being challenged. Last week, we had Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on this program And many of you responded very fondly to that interview because RFK Jr. 
sounds like a sane person, unlike the mass insanity that has taken over the Democrat Party. And what they are trying to do is quite clear. If you thought they hid Biden in 2020 when they legitimately could cite COVID, and that's why he decided to run for president from his basement, they're going to try to do effectively the same thing in 2024. And even worse than that, they are not even going to allow Joe Biden to be on the stage with RFK Jr. or Marianne Williamson or anybody else, maybe Joe Manchin, who decides to challenge him. We've known this all along, though. I mean, yes. there's, there's no way that the system... As, as I've been saying, they think that Joe Biden is their best shot. Everything else is completely irrelevant, meaning what is fair, what's right for the party or whatever. Power. That's all that matters. Joe Biden's the incumbent. They will, uh, they will Hillary Clinton to Bernie Sanders the situation. They will super delegate this thing if they have to. So the DNC is protecting Biden and we've already talked about this could lead into Joe Biden saying, Oh, I'm not even going to debate Donald Trump. I don't I'm think. Not he, by the way, you want to put him. it in right? I don't think he will. I don't think. I don't think it, uh, that he will debate Donald Trump in on the presidential. The stage. only way I think he debates Trump, and that's presuming that Trump is the 2024 nominee for Republicans, Buck, is if they're getting data that shows that independent voters view that as such a weakness that they think his poor performance on the debate stage would hurt them less than refusing to go at all. And I also think that they're unlikely to view uh, any possible way for Trump to get, um, you know, to, to, to win over voters is something they're wa- willing to do because, and we've got Julie Kelly on later later in the program, uh, the seditious conspiracy uh, conviction now of a number of uh, the Proud Boys means I, I think they're going to bring us. We'll ask Julie this. Remember, she came on this show in August of last year, I think it was, right around the Mar-a-Lago documents raid. Yeah. And she didn't specify what they would be, but federal charges against Donald Trump. That's what we asked about. Because we always, we've always known brag and you know, local stuff and civil charges, whatever. That's always been in the background. But a federal felony criminal charge against Donald Trump. Remember what she said? 110%. 110%. Absolutely certain. So we're going to have her on now because... If you were to look on a timeline of where we were in August of 2022 in this conversation, in this reality, and where we are now that there has been a conviction of uh, a number of Proud Boys, I believe one of them wasn't even in D.C. that day. But we'll get that. We'll get the um, the specifics. Uh, we'll get into it with Julie coming up later on in the program. But this sets the groundwork for if you have a conspiracy. Who is, and it's an implied conspiracy based on the court documents. Who is the head of the conspiracy? They're going to say it is Donald Trump, which brings me to, I think that not only are they going to federally charge him, but their hope is that they will be able to lock up the former president of the United States. Well, we know now, based on how the thing in New York City, the, the state charges, they've officially requested a trial in February and March of 2024. So we know Trump is not scheduled to be back in New York City in that courtroom until December 4th, I believe. But they want the trial, Buck, legitimately in the middle of the primary season. And here's what I bet. I bet they schedule it for March because the Republican nomination could already be set by March. Because remember, they don't want to knock him out of running. They want to fundamentally weaken him while also guaranteeing that he is the nominee. So if the schedule is 
hey, we're going to have this New York City case in March, Trump could have already won the Republican nomination by March. They're really refining the Russia collusion strategy against Trump. It didn't matter that it was all a lie, that it was a fabrication, that the Hillary Clinton campaign paid for the origins of it, or that the Democrats worked with deep state elements in the government and the uh, Democrat-aligned media to push the whole lie. They realized what was the primary opposition to Donald Trump for certainly the first two and really more like the first three years that he was president in office. It wasn't based on policy. It was the Russia collusion lie. And they had a special counsel that was looming in the background of that administration, grinding people down with the gears of bureaucracy. Same thing is going to apply here to your point about when they set the uh, when they set this process, uh, this criminal process in New York City with Alvin Bragg. And Trump's team is now just as of today that the news on this is they want the federal government to step in and take over the trial because they're claiming that the alleged conduct happened while Trump was president and therefore it's a federal issue i don't think that's going to happen but that is the uh that is the claim that they are that is the uh the, the motion they've put forward before the court um but all that they don't have to prove him guilty right the point is all they have to do is instead of donald trump being able to be on the campaign trail and say look at joe biden look what a clown is joe biden's gonna be able to say which one of us is in court which one of us is having to sit around for hours at a time in conference with lawyers and you can say, oh, but we all know what this is. Do independent voters, do the exhausted swing voters of America know what's really going on? That's the game the Democrats are playing. And it's important to note again, I think they'll ultimately end up settling for a trial in March of 2024. If you look at the primary calendar, by March of 2024, we will know who the Republican nominee is. So they're going to put, they believe, Trump in as the nominee. And then starting in March, he's in on trial in New York. Then they'll stack, Buck, here's what they'll do. They'll stack Atlanta, right, the, the Fulton County case, the Georgia allegations. And then they'll also stack the federal allegations, which we believe will come. And so essentially they will have Donald Trump in a courtroom, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, all leading up to an election in November. And for everybody out there who is listening to us, is that going to make independent voters more likely to vote for him if Trump is in a courtroom Monday to Friday, hops on a plane and tries to fly to Wisconsin and have a rally or tries to fly to Pennsylvania or Georgia or wherever he is, uh, these toss-up states? Buck, it is a uh, it is unlike anything we have ever seen before what they are doing to Trump. And the reality is they believe, I'm just telling you what they believe, they believe that this will simultaneously guarantee Trump the nomination and weaken him to such an extent with independent voters that there's no way he can win. They're setting this up to be Joe Biden, four more years, the guy you know, the name you know, like Jeff Johnson, the name you know, and the guy who's being prosecuted in a bunch of different criminal courts right now. That's all it's going to be. That's the way they're looking to play this game. They're not going to, well, what is the record that Joe Biden's going to stand on? There's no record that he's going to talk about of any achievement of any kind. In fact, he's going to run away from a lot of issues, but they just break this down to the simple Joe Biden is the president. The other guy is going in and out of criminal courts. That's it. That's that, their that's, play. That's the whole play. And you see right now that no one's, and anyone's thinking, oh, judges are going to throw this out. Someone's going to stop this. No one's going to stop this. 
that no one's stepping in to make. Remember, they, they brought this in New York City for a reason. The federal prosecutors all work for Merrick Garland and therefore Joe Biden. The fix is in with this whole thing. And people are asking, what can we do about that? I think that's a fascinating question. I don't really know what can be done about this yet. I think that obviously winning, got to find a way to win anyway. But uh, the process is the punishment. That's the issue. The challenge is just by Trump having to pay the lawyer, show up to court, talk about this stuff. And by the way, if he speaks to media that is in any way um, hostile toward Republicans, which is 95% of media, what do you think they're going to want to talk to him about? Are you worried about going to prison? Yeah, of course. What's it like to be the first indicted former president? Do you think that it's really best for the country, sir, that you're running considering the multiple criminal indictments you're on? I mean, I can sit here and write the script in advance. Yeah. And I don't know how we get around this. Now, we were talking before about, you know, they weaponized part of the system against Trump. Now they're weaponizing a much broader swath of it against Trump. And, you know, I, I don't know what the counterstrike really is. If Trump is the nominee, I think this is what we're heading into. I think this is where we're going. This is why it's brilliant in a devious and absolutely awful way. They believe, and I think they're correct, that Republicans will rally around Trump when they bring charges against him. We've already seen evidence this is true. And simultaneously, independents will run away from him. And so they guarantee who they get to go against because Democrats, despite claiming that they're terrified about the fate of democracy, really are rigging the game so that they can maintain power. And they're going to run Joe Biden, who is the worst president in any of our lives, and his entire campaign is going to have nothing to do with what he's done as president. It's all going to be about Trump, just like 2020 was. He's about to, uh, very likely... Lose a civil trial in New York City. It depends on the jury. Maybe there's someone on that New York City jury who cares about the rule of law and facts. But remember, preponderance of evidence, everybody. So it's just a 51% standard. And a lot of, if, if you just get a jury that hates Trump, they're going to say, well, it's not a criminal charge. So yeah, let's side with the uh, woman here. She could, one, get a substantial judgment. She could get against, a billion dollar judgment, right? If the jury really runs out of control, we're talking about the Trump civil suit where he's being a charge charge accused yeah. of sexual assault. They may really yeah. throw the book at Trump but over the damages here. Right now, it looks like they're going to get an on the record judicial proceeding in a court where Trump is uh, based upon in a, in a civil court um, on a jury of his peers found guilty of a rape 30 years ago or something. That's what's. Do you see it happening a different way, Clay? I mean, honestly, I think this is why this is the game. This is the way they're thinking this through, and then it just turns into, well, Trump is a proven Trump is a proven racist. That's, I mean, sorry, rapist. Uh, yeah. That's that's what they're going to say. That's the way this plays out, which is why they're bringing this this uh, trial in the first place. So it's just all about smearing and using the system against him. Now, I know there are people who say that's why Trump is the only guy who can handle this, and Trump will find a way to fight through. All right, it's just there's a lot that's coming, and I want everyone to understand that this is where this is likely heading, uh, particularly with the federal indictment against him. So we got to get ready. I mean, this is uh, this is about uh, getting prepared for what's coming down the line. I want you to be prepared for Mother's Day, my friends. The clock is ticking. What could be a better gift than something that you can cherish with your whole family, with mom, with everybody? for years and years to come that brings you all together based on the greatest memories that you have, but things that you think you might not be able to share quite the same way. 
Legacy Box is a Tennessee-based company that will help you with all of this. They specialize in digitizing old media. So that's like old VHS tapes, old photographs that are fading, uh, Betamax, whatever you've got. If you have something that you can't watch anymore, if you have media that you just don't have even the VCR for or anything like that, Legacy Box will transfer it, and they'll put it for you on either a thumb drive or in the cloud. So weddings, birthdays, graduation, school plays, all that stuff – you can have it preserved and then shared. Think about it. If you've got a family member, if you've got a you know a kid or a grandchild who's got a school play from 20 years ago, you want to have some fun and watch it again, you'll be able to with Legacy Box. Legacy Box has the expertise and the gear to digitally transfer everything into digital files. Legacy Box has already done this for a million and a half families, including mine and Clay's. The process is super easy. They make it safe and convenient. Go online to LegacyBox.com slash buck to learn more. And right now you can take advantage of their 60% off special. That's LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. To get 60% off their regular pricing, LegacyBox.com slash buck. Do it for mom. Get ahead of Mother's Day now. Truth after truth. You can handle the truth. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, is that that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to Play and Buck on this Friday, my friends. Uh, 800-282-2882. We want to take a bunch of your calls. 
later on this hour and each hour if we can. So light them up, 800-282-2882. Clay had mentioned this at the top. Uh, Simone Sanders has said when when asked about this that the basically the Democrat machine will not abide any nonsense, any foolishness from RFK Jr. RFK Jr. is to step aside and shut up because he is not the chosen uh, avatar of left-wing lunacy for the Democrats. Joe Biden is. That's the kind of world we live in now. Here she is saying RFK Jr., not a threat to Biden because they will not even think of allowing any kind of primary or any kind of debate over at the DNC. I really think that the mealy-mouthed Democrats, as I like to call them, and some of my progressive friends who would like to live in a fantasy land, they need to come back to reality. And the reality is this. The sitting president of the United States of America is a Democrat, a Democrat that would like to run for re-election so much so that he has declared a re-election campaign. In that case, the Democratic National Committee will not facilitate a primary process. There will be no debate stage for Bobby Kennedy, Marianne Williamson, or anyone else to stand on have another Bobby Kennedy in an empty chair in the debate, right? There will be no debate. There will be no debate, Clay. Uh, One thing you got to say, when it comes to the relentless pursuit of power, the Democrats move with machine-like, cyborg-like efficiency. What would have to change? Like, what would Robert F. Kennedy Jr. have to rise to in the polls? Is there any no? I think there's no number. Because no they number. just feel like they've got things rigged to such an extent that they can hide Biden. They can go ahead and guarantee him the nomination. Look, how does RFK Jr. do with, for example, um, the you know the black community um, in the Democrat Party? There are some there are some questions they would have right away about in what world is RFK Jr. more electable for the Democrats than Joe Biden? Considering Joe Biden is the president, right? Yeah, they're, no, they're I, just not going to allow. It's it. a fair question. Now, I will say, I think RFK Jr. would have a chance to win in New Hampshire. I think he would have a chance to win in Iowa, where there's not as many black voters. But to your point, South Carolina is Biden's firewall. They're already yep, setting it up. That's the plan. IRS defines a small business as anyone having five to 500 employees. If you're a small business owner, you may qualify for a considerable refund from the IRS, part of a program called the Employee Retention Credit. That's the ERC. And guess what? Your business in as little as 10 minutes can find out if it qualifies with no charges to you. Why wouldn't you do this? It's simple. $26,000 per employee refund to you in taxes that you paid. Go to GetRefunds.com. No upfront charges. They've returned over $3 billion to American businesses. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. Go to GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. One more time, do it today, GetRefunds.com. The WHO has announced COVID is over. Um, We also have next week on Thursday the official end, according to the Biden administration, of basically any COVID restriction. But the fallout is still ongoing. We've talked about Randy Weingarten, the teachers' union head, and we've talked about Dr. Fauci now trying to pretend – They didn't ever want to shut down schools. They're all running from the choices they made and the implications of those choices and the outcomes of those choices. But look at this. Uh, This story came down this week, and it is so infuriating that I can't believe we have allowed it to happen. The CEO of Moderna, Moderna, of course, alongside of Pfizer, has made 
the worthless COVID shots that so many of you were forced to get, that so many of your family were forced to get. And frankly, around 20% of the American population, including me, absolutely refused to get. But all of the Moderna and Pfizer shots were funded by American taxpayers. That is their profits. The Moderna CEO last year, with your taxpayer money, made $400 million. The CEO of Moderna basically put into his pocket all of yours and mine, our hard-earned taxpayer dollars that were paid to his company for this worthless COVID shot. And this is why I got to give credit because I saw this, and I don't think we mentioned it on the show. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton has actually opened an investigation for fraud, is my understanding, into the Moderna and the Pfizer shots. And I've been arguing on this show for well over a year now that I would like to use the big tobacco model and that lots of state attorney generals, red state attorney generals, should align together and sue these drug companies to try to get back all of the profits they made off of these shots that right now are going directly into the CEO's pocket. Four hundred million buck. So so remember how we've we've been talking about the the root fallacy or really the the beginning of all the madness with COVID was that the people in charge kept saying, We're just doing what the experts tell us to do. And then the experts would say when people would point out what lunacy a lot of the policies were, we're not doing anything. It's the people in charge. It's your elected officials that are doing it. So we weren't allowed. Somehow we were yep. being told to do all this stuff. We weren't allowed to get mad at anybody. I think you may see some version of that with uh, the big pharma companies where they're going to say in court. I mean, this is if assuming that these lawsuits go forward. I agree with you. This should all be tested. I think that the discovery is necessary for uh, just for this to all be on the record. So we see what a scam this turned out to be in so many ways. Um, and if people were still so worried about about uh, COVID and everything else, you would think, wait, why aren't why is basically no one getting COVID shots anymore? Yeah, it's almost completely gone, which is where we all knew this was this was going. Remember when Fauci was saying even what, six months ago, every year you're going to need an updated booster. And everybody was sitting around saying this guy is out of his mind right now. It's oh, yeah, I guess we don't need it, but. They're going to say, the pharma companies are going to say um, that they were just doing the bidding of the federal government, and they're going to say that it wasn't up to them to uh, to schedule the trials the way they would have wanted, Operation Warp Speed. Uh, they were forced to do this by the government, therefore they can't be held liable, and that's why they have their liability shield in the first place. Now, is that enough? I don't know, because to your point, if there is fraud even within that condensed timeline, if there's fraud even within those parameters set by the government, you could see they may still be uh, liable uh, for liable for it. Um, but I think that there's a, a distinct possibility that they feel, first of all, they got deep pockets to fight it, and they feel like they're probably get-out-of-jail-free cards all over the place. I think there are two pathways, and, and I would argue this should be a part of the Republican uh fight for the nomination one would be we're going to rescind all of their uh all of their immunity and we're just going to let plaintiffs lawyers as well in conjunction with the, the state attorney generals we're going to let them do their lawsuits will allow the courts to determine whether there was fraud 
The other one, and this is what, if I were running for president as a Republican right now, here's what I would be, one of the things I'd be arguing out on the, out on the campaign trail. I would be saying that's one path. The other one, and I like this better because it's cleaner, I would demand that Pfizer and Moderna, as well as Johnson & Johnson, turn over every dollar of profit that they got from taxpayers for their flawed shot. I would give the companies the option, hey, you can be sued in court and you can defend yourself for the next decade about whether or not you engaged in fraud associated with these COVID shots and these plaintiff lawyers and state attorney generals may be able to uncover billions of dollars in uh, falsehoods that the juries will reward to, uh, to 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 these individuals, or you can voluntarily return all profits. Give them two options. I don't understand why every Republican running for president right now isn't hammering them. Well, I kind of understand why Trump isn't. Because Trump's in a tough spot here because he's tried to argue, hey, these COVID shots were a blessing. And that is a flawed argument. But I don't understand why Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, if he gets in the race, Tim Scott, if he gets in the race. This would be one of my cardinal points that I would be hammering home on the tr- on the on the campaign schedule. And by the way, good point by you on these boosters. Do you know what the boosters were? An annuity. An annuity of profits for Pfizer and Moderna all into the future. Because remember, now they're upping the cost of these things. They're basically worthless. And every year yet, they're going to try to get the 30% of the American population that's gullible, that believes in Fauci, that has their Fauci pillows, that they are going to be going out to go get these COVID shot boosters, which are effectively worthless. And that's an annuity. From a business perspective, it's just an ongoing revenue stream. This is exactly where those of us who are skeptical of Fauciism and all of the rest of it uh, thought this was all heading, where they would just try to fold it into being a part of the uh, flu shot regimen. And, and, And this is what we were saying all along, too. It was really kind of like the flu shot, where maybe it was worth it for some people the first go round to get it if they were at high risk, but you know, no one thinks that a a healthy thirty year old who doesn't want to get a flu shot is being reckless and you can't be around me and you're gonna all of this ended up going exactly where the critics of it said it would. And there is because they delayed this so long, and, and this is a very uh very pernicious tactic that that they use to avoid the truth coming out on a whole range of things. Why are they delaying the manifesto so long? Because they figure by the time it comes out People have forgotten. Nobody will pay attention. Why are they delaying the end of the COVID policies to the point where just today the World Health Organization says, oh, it's it's finally over because they've mentally and emotionally exhausted so many millions, really billions of people with this nonsense that now they figure they can walk away and no one's really going to say anything like you guys were lunatics who were wrong about everything, that the public health authorities globally are um, going to have to spend generations trying to rebuild the credibility that they lost uh, and places like the CDC and the NIH completely set on fire. Do you have something breaking? You look no, like you, no, no, no. Oh, you just, had the breaking news uh, well, face well, on. No, I, Clay well, has a breaking news face, just so you know. His eyes all light up for a second. I see it. I go, oh, we got break. We don't, we don't have it, though. There apparently. was a false report that Joe Biden was going to have his first press conference of 2023. 
Think about this for a minute. Joe Biden has not talked in front of the press corps for an actual official press conference. uh, uh, So so this is like unbreaking news. Well, he misspoke. Now the White House is saying, go figure. So he's unbreaking the news. Yeah, he's unbreaking his own news uh, that there will not actually be a press conference uh, uh, availability, which I think everybody would have enjoyed because, again, Biden is continuing to hide. He is running from any uh, responsibility for his record and frankly just any standing in front of the media and fielding questions he will occasionally for people out there who are saying well i've seen him answer a few questions he'll occasionally answer a question or two after a public event but he has not walked out and had a press conference where he stands there and answers questions uh, from across the board since uh this year began which is unheard of and as we've talked about on this program he's done fewer interviews and fewer press conference availabilities than any president in any of our lives, which is pretty crazy to think about as well. Look, no shortcuts to success, but you can get an edge by taking Chalk Daily Supplements. Natural ingredients, both men and women can benefit, but in particular, the male vitality stack. We've got an all-time low in masculinity in this country. Testosterone has declined by 50%. Think about that for a minute. By 50% since the 1970s. And as a result, we have got the weakest White House that has ever existed. I keep telling my guys at Chalk, you guys need to deliver as much testosterone as possible to the Biden White House. Maybe somebody would just take it. Maybe somebody would say, hey, Joe Biden won't talk to the public. Maybe if we just give him a little jolt of testosterone instead of a jolt of whatever else they're giving him, he could actually be something other than the worst president in the history of our lives. Don't be like Joe Biden. Actually have some testosterone in your life. Don't be like the Biden White House. Just go check out this website. Trust me on this. CHOQ.com. Coming in on spring. Summer season is coming soon now. Maybe you want to get out and golf more. Maybe you're just going to be going to the beach with your kids, your grandkids, and you want to have a little bit more vim, vigor, and vitality in your life. Check out Chalk and sign up today. C-H-O-Q, 35% off any subscription for life when you use my name, Clay, in the purchase process. That's C-H-O-Q.com. C-H-O-Q.com. Use my name, Clay, 35% off for life. Don't be like the Bidens or the Biden White House. Have some testosterone in your life at choq.com. The Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives with cool content, surprise guests. Get it all on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is that is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, 
or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. So Clay often talks to me about how he likes stories about the British royal family. I, I, I didn't know. I, by the way, I didn't know where. The, I didn't know when you hear the rest wait, of this story. Wait, I knew what wait, Mark was going to talk about. Excuse me, this is my setup, sir. Sorry, this is my I, setup. I was like, oh no, what is so, going on here? So I will say, generally, I find them boring. Uh, British royal family stories boring. This one, though, I have to admit, I think this is definitely one that folks are going to click on. There was, as tomorrow they're going to swear in uh, Prince Charles is going to become King Charles III. It's very exciting in the United Kingdom. But some prankster has, at the coronation site, which looks very regal, has mowed into the grass a giant penis. <laughs> An absolutely enormous phallus. Okay, now Clay, what, what I want to know is just think about the initial, uh, the initial meetings that they must have had at you know Buckingham Palace or whatever. Like, excuse me, sir, what are we going to do? It seems someone has mowed a giant penis into the lawn. Like, and also, what do they do with the giant penis in the lawn? Because if they cover it with a tarp, it's kind of like, hey. There's a there's a you know a man zone here that you can't go near. Um, what do you think the proper the proper outcome is for this one? First of all, I don't know how you were able. I mean, this is one of the all time greatest pranks to be able at the coronation site where they are going to celebrate King Charles. If you haven't seen this aerial photo, there is a gigantic penis that has been mowed into the lawn now that you cannot. Um, cannot miss, which is why when Buck said, Clay often talks to me about, I was like, <laughs> well, look, the gigantic saying. penises? I was like, oh, no, this is going to be a hell of a different segment than I expected. So I think um, you have to, if, if I were in charge of public relations at the palace right now, I think, first of all, you have to cover it up, right? And you cut. here's my suggestion. You cover it up with a gigantic grouping bouquet 
of some sort. I was gonna say you flowers. turn it into like a you know you could turn it into like a coconut tree or something. So you, know, you make it a little tropical. S- turn it into. I think you cover it all up with flowers and claim that this was always a part of the design. The flowers that have to cover up the gigantic penis. <laughs> I all. I mean, this is this is a brilliant. This is a brilliant form of protest against the monarchy. I have to say, I'm a I, big fan. I wonder too. This has to be a goldmine for the British tabloids, right? Because we have a story up about this on OutKick right now, and everybody is clicking. Like They're like, how in the world does this happen? How does this prank arise? And who managed to pull this off? It is so funny and so outstanding, and I bet that our good buddy, uh, who's our good buddy, Justin Trudeau, yeah. this is sneaky misogyny. In, in Justin Trudeau, we're gonna have to play you a sneaky misogyny clip here in a little while. I will be watching some of this coronation thing now. I think Saturday, my my twelve year old has got a ton of little league baseball games, so I think I'll mostly be at the uh, at the ballpark. But this is this is such an incredible prank, one of the all time great pranks, and. I don't know how you played off. Charles doesn't seem like he has a great sense of humor. No, he does not. Yes, I think that's if, fair if, to say. If he were a funny guy, there's a lot of places he could go with this. You know, like he should come out of the coronation and be like, "Turns out the penis is mightier than the sword." <laughs> you know, he could he could say a lot of things, but no, he's not going to have fun with this one. And I, I don't think Doctor Jill Biden is going to do a great job of addressing it here. The, the, the coronation. Were you surprised? I know that Dwight Eisenhower didn't go to the coronation of Queen Elizabeth. Were you a little bit surprised that Biden himself is not going to be at this thing? Because he's uh, sending his wife, which to me is just further evidence of the fact that they can't travel that much with him. He was just in Ireland, which feels a bit like a thumb in the eye to the British that you would travel for a state visit to Ireland. A state visit, remember, that Biden couldn't remember a week later. We played you that audio when the kids were peppering him with questions and he couldn't remember the last time he was out of the country. But it does feel a bit odd to me that Biden and I think one of his granddaughters, uh, Jill Biden and one of the the Biden granddaughters, not the illegitimate one in Arkansas uh, who they deny having, but I believe one of the ones that they consider to be a legitimate granddaughter. Uh, The only thing that would be funnier is if they sent Hunter, um, which would actually be really funny as the representative for the – for the family, especially given the gigantic penis controversy that is currently uh, unspooling. See, I, I, see, I think one one problem that the royal family has is that humor isn't really like they're none of them are funny. Humor is not really allowed. Yeah, and that's one of the issues that the monarchy runs into. They're yeah. just not. They're, there's no. They're, you're not allowed to be self-deprecating. Really, you're not allowed to look at something like this and say anything clever or amusing but it is a reminder to a lot of people like what what is this exactly tomorrow there's this the coronation of a king it's 2023 and can they have a laugh about this or not you know i visited pompeii in uh, in as part of our trip to italy and it was funny because you see the gigantic penis on the lawn there you know the romans all of their graffiti a huge portion of it was just gigantic penises. So we really haven't changed that much. The graffiti from thousands of years ago, similar to the graffiti we get today. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 